ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I am joined by Megan Kay today. Megan, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we actually got to meet each other this way. <laughs> yes, I know. We've been keeping up with each other a lot, I think, via social media. That's really where I first came across you was on Facebook, um, in your Facebook group, um, Crunchy Natural Mama. Is that correct? Yes, that's it. Yes. Okay. So I have joined your group. I've really been in there for a while, kind of more like a silent observer <laughs> for a long time because a lot of things are new to me as I'm just trying to be a wise steward of my household, make some different changes. Um, but it's been such a source of knowledge and help to me and just so many different topics. And I love the kind of um, communication with all the other different women and getting their insight on things. So that has been such a blessing. And really through that, then I got to know you a little bit more and we've had some interactions, which led us to here doing this podcast together. Yes. Um, but why don't you go ahead and do you mind to just introduce kind of who you are and your family and maybe a little bit about your group and kind of what you're passionate about? Sure thing. I'm Megan. Um, I am a pastor's wife and my husband is a head pastor down here in South Carolina. Um, we've been in the ministry since uh, out of college. We have been in different locations, helping at different churches and different capacities. Um, but we are finally, I feel like we finally found our our um, purpose in ministry here. And we just love yes. it so much. It's been wonderful. Um, we started our family nine years ago. And that is what really propelled me into doing different and change. Mm -hmm. I knew yes. something needed to change in our lives and for our health because I didn't grow up in a very healthy family and I was very sick as a kid and a teenager. Um, I was on a lot of medications. I was seeing a lot of doctors and I knew I did, that wasn't how I was supposed to live. And I was really worried about my daughter. Um, mm -hmm. Getting pregnant with her was a big wake up call to, we need to do things differently for her. And it's when I really started researching into products, um, the things we use every day, and it surprised me. And it really, I'm still learning and still growing and still ch making little changes along the way. Uh, but it's been, it's been a good journey. Um, it can be overwhelming at first when you start looking into things, but I'm just really glad we took the time to, as a family and my husband as well, mm -hmm. he's very good about, um, we look into things together and make decisions. Yeah. Do we want to change something? Why do we want to do things differently? And it's been, it's been good for us and our health, especially I'm not on any of those medications anymore. Um, mm, that's great. I've fired, I guess, every doctor I've had because every problem I used to have is gone. Yes. So it's been, a, it's been, it's been good. And I'm really thankful to finally be at a place where I feel, I feel good. I feel healthier. Good. And that makes such a difference in life. I know even as a wife and a mom, when you feel bad, it is so hard to be able to keep up with the responsibilities and the demands. So yes. just, you know, in the overall message, even of the podcast, just being a wise steward, taking care of ourselves, looking well to our household also reflects on taking care of yourself. Yes. And that's really kind of where we come from that. I know my husband and I, honestly, COVID was kind of our springboard into like, whoa, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to educate ourselves instead of just 
you know, taking everything as other people tell us. Like we can learn, we can read, we can research. And that's been so rewarding for our family, just different changes that we've been able to make for our health and the benefit that we've seen in that. So I've noticed that I'm as so well. I'm so excited. Yeah, other for people. sure. Yes, definitely. So we're going to talk specifically today about kind of women's health. And I'm so excited to jump into this topic because like I said, um, just in educating yourself, this was something that I really had no idea, you know, um, I just... I guess, kind of came into women's health and periods and puberty, all of that, like most other teenagers do, you know, use this, take that, this is normal. Um, And then it was, as I started having children, really my childbirth journey, as I started learning more about my body through my different birth stories, that led me to thinking, okay, women's health doesn't just pertain into pregnancy, it goes beyond that. And that's led me to so many different changes. Um, So I'm excited to have you talk about some of the changes that you've experienced and how that's influenced your life and helped you feel better. And then I know you have so many testimonies and stories from other women that just having that really simple, natural lifestyle has been able to help people feel better so much in some different areas. Yes. I've been blown away by the stories, even just today. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a few women share just some different, uh, different scenarios of what they have used when it comes to, um, uh, reusable products, or it could be throwaway products. The difference is made in them in their lives and their health. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's just not talked about at all. And as women, we are told to use something. So we do like what you're saying, you come into puberty and you have no idea the health impacts that it could have. And a lot of the studies, when I was reading up on them, some of them are only from 2018. Like this isn't something that, you know, has been studied a long time. It's actually relatively new to where people are concerned about what's being put into their body and what's being put onto their bodies. My awakening book was um, taking care of taking charge of your fertility. Yes, that's on my shelf, but it's very thick and I haven't started that one yet. Yeah, that's a uh, taken small sections book because it is loaded with information. And I was blown away by how much you can learn just from your cycle and the different days and the month. And it's Mm -hmm. really a fascinating book. And I've even um, heard people say to go through it with your teenager once they go through puberty, because girls, it seems all overwhelming you know, to Mm -hmm. know, I don't understand my body's doing something different now. And of course there's certain chapters you wouldn't go over, but the information in that book is invaluable. So I actually have two Mm -hmm. copies, one one that I lend out and one that's just mine because I'm worried I may not get it back. (laughs) Yeah. I need to pick it up and just bite-sized chunk through it because, and I mean, my oldest is, well, she'll be six in a few months, but it might take me until she's what, 12 or 13 (laughs) (laughs) to get all of that. But I do. And you know, it's amazing. When I started this podcast, I was thinking like women in my stage of life, young moms, that's who would listen to it. And the Lord is just like, it's such a broad spectrum now. But that's really where my health journey started was as a teenager, I was so sick. Um, like I said, and a lot of it was because I had, um, ovarian cyst. And as a teenager, it felt very embarrassing because no one our age had, had those issues. <laughs> that was, yeah. it felt very, very much an adult thing to deal with. And, um, I remember my mom taking me into the doctor and they told me I had one option and that was birth control pills. Mm-hmm. And he said that it's not a problem because he said most teenage girls are on them. He made, he normalized yeah. it completely. And it was really sad to me. That was my only option. And then they came to find out I also had PCOS, which Mm -hmm. that was just, it was a whole new layer of issues. And 
being told that it lowers your chances of having children crushed me. All I ever want to do is be a mom. So I went through teenage years. I had other health issues as well, but focusing on women's health, that was my main struggle was dealing with the PCOS and dealing with the endometriosis and the constant cyst and the pain, so much pain. I honestly, Mm. I remember telling my mom that I don't think, I think having children is going to be kind of easy because I'm in constant pain, at least for a whole week of the month with these unbearable cysts. And then sometimes they'd rupture Mm -hmm. and they would, you'd pass out from the pain and you'd be on the floor and you'd hope someone would find you. So when we got married, um, like I was saying, that was kind of like the start of, we want to do different, but what in the world do we yes. do? I knew in terms of me, I needed to help my PCOS and my endometriosis. I have to do different. Mm-hmm. I, and I refused to be on the birth control pill. Once we got married, I knew that mm-hmm. I, after reading into it, I knew this is not, this is not really healthy for my body. Yeah. So we looked into diet change. That's a really good, simple start into diet change. Um, and just doing that, I did notice, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Well, Mm -hmm. then we, we ended up pregnant and I thought there's no way that just (laughs) this one simple change I've had, I I'm already having a child. And sadly Mm -hmm. I did, I did miscarry that child. Um, but we ended up pregnant again, right after that. And I thought, what are the odds of this being told that you most likely won't be able to have children. You'll probably need assistance and it could get as bad as using IVF. I mean, I was absolutely terrified because I knew I, I knew we couldn't afford that kind of route, but I didn't want to do that. And so when we got pregnant again, I thought, you know, I have to try really hard. I need to make a difference in my body. And we continued learning and we changed, we changed little things here and there. And then once we had my daughter, it kind of got on hold because you have a new baby and you're kind of overwhelmed for a little bit learning a yes, new life survival mode. <laughs> you're in that survival mode. And with my daughter though, I'm pretty sure you cloth diaper as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. The reason I switched to cloth diapers is because I was reading about the uh, absorbing material in some diapers. Some use like a wood pulp type material, but others don't. Um, They use another kind of um, like a polymer and then even some have BPA in them and other Mm -hmm. plastics. And that concerned me. So I remember thinking, I'm going to do cloth diapering because starting out, I know it's one thing I can do starting out that's at least somewhat healthier for my daughter. So we started out cloth diapering. And when she was about six months old, I, um, I started back with my cycle and I went back, of course, to the normal mainstream products I've always been told to use. And I got, I got, um, very irritated from them and Mm -hmm. I became allergic to them. (laughs) And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, what am I supposed to do? These are your only options. Reusable. I mean, uh, throw it with disposable is what you're told. You have disposable products. Mm -hmm. That's what you use. And I started looking into all other alternatives and was surprised that there's already these out there. You just don't hear about them. They're not in stores. Mm-hmm. Most of this stuff yes. you have to order online. Um, but I started looking into the ingredients of the products on the shelves and they do not have to disclose the ingredients because mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what am I allergic to? What is going on? Why can't I use these? The yes. FDA actually classifies uh, menstrual products as uh, medical devices And that is why some people think insurance should cover them. If the FDA is going to call them medical devices, well, then you pay for them. Our insurance could pay for them. But since they are labeled medical devices, they don't have to disclose any of the ingredients. So when you see on labels made with cotton, that doesn't tell you how much cotton is in it, where it is in it. And is it even, is it bleached cotton? You know, you don't have, they don't have to tell you. 
Mm -hmm. So learning that was a big wake up call to me that I can't use this if I can't even figure out what's in it. Mm -hmm. So I went and ordered myself some reusable pads online. And there are so many different options you can get. Now, back when I ordered them, they weren't as popular. So you were kind mm-hmm. of limited in what you could choose, which was okay because honestly, anything was better than the store-bought, which I couldn't even use because I didn't know what was in them. And yes. back then, the organic ones weren't very popular. I think mm-hmm. maybe there was one or two brands, but to find them was, again, very difficult. So I went ahead and ordered those. And then um, I went on to have another child. <laughs> So I only needed them for like three months. Those yes. three months, I was very surprised because I thought, wow, that that was not a difficult cycle to get through. And with the PCOS mm-hmm. and endometriosis, I was always very scared of having a cycle because the pain was really bad. Um, mm-hmm. I would feel very ill. Um, it could be heavy bleeding for up to 10 days. And that is not normal. But a lot mm-hmm. of people are told it's normal. And I, I let it be my normal. I let that be what I expected. It could be anywhere between a 35-day cycle and a four-month between a cycle. But I was told by everyone, it's okay because you have endo and PCS, it's normal. But those cycles I had before I had my got pregnant with my son were very easy. Mm-hmm. And it, it really did make me step back and wonder, could it be the switch or maybe it was me eating better? Like I thought maybe there was a little bit of both going on. Mm-hmm. So I went on to have my son and of course I was nursing him, didn't have a cycle for a long time. But when I started again, uh, I had those products I had bought already. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to use these of course. And again, I stopped having pain um, at, at all, like no pain at all. Um, I stopped mm-hmm. with the long cycles, the heavy bleeding, So I was trying to look into it back then because he was born in 2015 and there really wasn't anything out there. Like a few more companies have popped up with reusable products. The cup had come out and started to become popular, Mm -hmm. Um, but not a lot of studies had come out on ingredients and the effects on women, which is, it's really sad that it's taken that long for concern to be to be raised of a product Mm -hmm. that is on such a sensitive part of our body. Or in, in, depending on which product you're using and the mm-hmm. effects it can have on you. So finally, now when I'm looking back, they have finally started doing testing on products. And they found that a lot of pads or tampons, including organic, which is also kind of scary too, to think that even these brands that uh, say, oh, we're natural, Claim use it. us, yeah. we're clean ingredients, They were found to have um, pesticide residue, parabens, phthalates. Some even had triclo, uh, I think it was triclosan. I can never remember how to say that one, but it was used in a lot of like hand sanitizers. It's like an antibacterial antibacterial chemical, Mm -hmm. but things that shouldn't be there. And they were surprised Mm -hmm. because the people that did these studies and paid for them were really, um, they were not expecting some of these ingredients to be in Mm -hmm. them. And a good bit of them even had known carcinogens in them that were put in there as filler, um, or as, a some of them have like a polyester or a plastic type material in them, which they knew was a carcinogen, but they had no regulation on them. They could use them. It's completely fine. Or as they say, safe to use, mm-hmm. um, because well, who's going to stop them, <laughs> but it's up to us to research and take the time yes to make that change and figure out what are we going to do different for our bodies and for the health of our bodies. So Mm -hmm. 
now that I've known that for the last couple of years, I've been a lot stricter on making sure I don't use any of those products because I have not had a single symptom of PCOS or endometriosis in probably seven years, eight years. It was right around oh, time my son, when I got yeah. pregnant with my son and noticed the big change. And I, I think a combination does have to do with, you know, eating better and choosing better mm-hmm. ingredients. But I truly, I truly believe that the switch on feminine care products made a big impact, mm-hmm. big impact on that. And to figure out like have other people experienced this. I asked yes. a random group of 4,000 people, a combination of my group and some other groups, kind of a poll. Mm-hmm. Those who have switched to reusable products or at least organic if they notice a positive impact on their health. And 75% said, yes, they did. 12% Mm -hmm. said, no, they didn't notice a change. And 13% said that they had just switched, so they're not even sure yet. But to Mm -hmm. me, 75% out of all of those people is a large enough number for me to say, okay, yes, there is obviously something that was causing an issue here. And for that amount of women to notice a positive impact on their health and cycle health, that Mm -hmm. is major. And the stories underneath, um, I didn't want to read them because they're people's personal stories, but I'd say almost all the comments were talking about pain, the pain being Mm -hmm. gone, lighter cycles, shorter cycles. Those are probably the top comments in both the groups I asked where people were really surprised that, Mm -hmm. hey, um, I... I don't have the the pain anymore associated with this. And I think um, for most people switching, uh, I looked it up earlier because I was curious what um, the top use of feminine care products is. And 85% of consumers use tampons, which um, from switching from that, I under kind of understand why it would be such a drastic difference if 85% were using that because... Uh, there's a study done. I had seen it a couple years ago and I think I found the correct study. I saved it so I could give it to you. Uh, but it was talking about hormone absorption was significantly higher in blood and tissue samples taken from people when they did a study on oral uh, versus vaginal insertion of hormones. So mm-hmm. um, some women, when they're pregnant, have to take progesterone. If they have estrogen dominance, maybe. Again, PCOS, that's an issue I face. I have to be really, really yeah. careful about the estrogen dominance. So while I may not have the pain associated with PCOS anymore, I do have to keep my hormones in balance and keep in check on those. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women have to take progesterone supplements and they're not given orally because like the study, this study was done on estrogen, but the same, I couldn't find the progesterone study, but it's the same idea. They're both hormones that we need for our cycles. Estrogen mm-hmm. studies showed that it was significantly higher when used vaginally. So by showing that absorption into your blood and your tissue uh, from, from those hormones, we can think, okay, if 85% of consumers are then using tampons that are, mm-hmm. can include those ingredients I mentioned earlier, but also they put fragrance in them. I'm not sure why that's an additive, but it's very common, which is a known endocrine disruption Uh, It messes with your hormones terribly, terribly, terribly. So to know that now it's being absorbed at a higher rate faster, I get now why people saw such a drastic turnaround when they switched Mm -hmm. to either a reusable product or even like something like a cup. They noticed Mm -hmm. such a difference in their cycles. Um, 
but I just, I always find that very fascinating when you feel something has changed in your health, but you're not entirely sure why this change had happened. And then you ask a large group of people and they're like, yes, yes. absolutely. I noticed a huge difference in my health. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I know my first kind of introduction to period health and products and stuff, I read the period repair manual and that was so eye-opening. Um, but, you know, that's a book that studies um, and, you know, so then you hear, okay, well, one or two people give you this testimony of, oh, this really helped change me. And then you're still kind of like, yeah, okay, well, maybe that's just coincidental. You know, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, as I'm reading through all these comments, I was in your group and I saw that one post that you posted there. As I'm reading through all these comments, it's just this recurring theme of, okay, it's too much to be coincidence. Yes. There, there's something here. And then the more you look into it, the more you're like this, it does make so much sense. I know for myself, I, well, I was telling you a little bit before we started this podcast, I just kind of started getting into reusable products, I think in between my daughter and my son, but I had like two or three cycles and I was pregnant. And ever since I have two or three cycles and I'm pregnant again. So I haven't had like long time exposure to try this, but I know in the postpartum period, even just like that week of, okay, I'm using the disposable pads just because I'm postpartum and I want less hassle or whatever. Um, even just I have a couple months ago, I went through this with my, my most recent baby and I can barely get three or four days into using disposable pads without having an allergic reaction yes, and so breaking common. out and yes, being so irritated in the postpartum, like that of all Not times, helpful. you don't want to be, <laughs> you don't want to be broke out and irritated when you're postpartum. Yes. Um, but it, it refreshed me to the reality of, okay, there's some reason why my body is hating these, um, which then, like I said, just led me to finding more on this topic in your group and to us having this chat here, just trying to help educate women. And I know we've talked about, we both have young daughters and just the hope that the next generation is you're going to have to wait till they're in their thirties yes. <laughs> and do mounds of research to then try to correct years of pain and different things. But if we can help them, you know, especially even just I'm thinking if this can help me help my own daughter, it's totally worth it Absolutely, to give her a better start. Absolutely. And so many people think they're alone in this when they're dealing with mm-hmm. struggles, thinking I must be allergic to something in it. But so many women are, and they're not, they don't talk about it. They think, I guess mm-hmm. everyone else maybe deals with this and it's what I'm supposed to use, but it's not your body. It's like a defense system. Your body is telling you this is not, this isn't good for your body. And you end up very irritated by them. So I'm just so or like thankful. you said, I think sometimes like, oh, there's no other options. So I'm just going to get through it for, you know, yep. five to seven days. And then we're good until the yep. next month rolls around. Exactly. So I'm so glad we live at a time where uh, this information is coming out. People are paying, mm-hmm. companies are paying to do testing on the products that women have to use. They're told, this is what you have. These are your options. And showing, mm-hmm. okay, these products are unsafe. They're not just slightly bad. They're The ingredients in them are awful for us and they really shouldn't be used. So companies now have come out and with a lot more clean options. I know... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the companies that I follow, the what's it called, the Honey Pot, they do make a throwaway um, pad, and I think they also make other reusable. I'm not other throwaway products too. They're made with mm-hmm. organic cotton on top. Now I do think the inside is made with um, 
either like a cotton mixed with some kind of absorbed absorptive polymer. It may be from trees, but the top mm-hmm. layer is organic cotton. And people have found that just that switch, even if it's just to the organic cloth has made a big difference, even in their cycle health. So even mm-hmm. just switching to the organic top products is a good thing, but now we, we have so many other options than we did say nine years ago when I started looking into this. Um, many companies make the reusable pads that are all co- organic cotton, top layer, mm-hmm. absorptive layer. I know, um, I don't know if you say, if it's called Real, R-A-E-L. Have you seen that brand? They sell I them haven't. at Target now, but a lot of uh, people talk about them in like home birth groups because mm-hmm. they actually make a wide uh, array of sizes, which can be really okay. helpful in postpartum. Yes. But they make um, reusable ones as well. And they have 100% organic, uh, organic topped ones. And Mm -hmm. then Hannah brand makes organic ones, which are, again, those are our best option. But honestly, if you can only get ones that are just simple handmade ones with cotton tops, there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with those. They're still a great alternative to what you were using before, especially when you, if you could, if you search online and look for breakdowns of what the studies have found, it's very concerning that mm-hmm. these products are allowed to stay on the market because again, they're medical devices. They don't have to list the ingredients, but once you know what the ingredients are, it, you know that, okay, I have to make a change. I have to do something mm-hmm. else, but it's not all or nothing. I mean, there, again, there, there's the reusable pads. There are cups now there's disc. Mm-hmm. They even make um, special underwear that are reusable and washable for each month. Yeah. Um, but there's also, like I said, the organic topped throwaway ones. You don't have Mm -hmm. to use, you don't have to have reusable to make a difference in your health. Even some of the comments I think we're saying, because between the two groups, there's a lot of comments. I was trying to keep them all straight. (laughs) People were saying, I haven't switched to reusable, but I did switch to organic. And the first month they said, I noticed I wasn't cramping. And I Mm -hmm. thought that is, that's a huge change for just instantly changing to an organic topped one. Um, that really does make a difference. And I think it's something that it does need to be um, brought to people's attention because like you were saying earlier, they, you kind of feel alone in it, but at the same time mm-hmm. you assume, oh, well, I guess everyone else deals with this too. So I'm going to suck it up and just deal with it, but you don't have to. You can mm-hmm. make that change and, and see if it has um, an impact on your health. And based on, based on the poll results, if you're having issues, it seems eventually... You're gonna, it's going to make a difference in your health. Well, Megan, this has been so helpful and so informative. And, and I really just appreciate you putting the time in to the research and all of that, the polls and everything. Um, and like I said, I think just really educating ourselves and then make your own choice. You yes. know, you do what's best for you, but just having that knowledge and that understanding and realizing that um, maybe what we've thought is normal isn't normal and that you can feel good and simple switches. Like you said, I mean, to me, I'm amazed by the, just one switch Mm -hmm. and the change that that made. So I will link all these different resources in the show notes. I'll link where people can find you in your group because it is a wealth of information. (laughs) Um, but thank you so much for joining me for this podcast episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to be able to finally talk. (laughs) Yes. Same to you. All right. Bye. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.